0: Hello and welcome to the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and before we begin, just a quick disclaimer. I'm not a doctor and this podcast is not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease or condition. It is not intended to be taken as medical advice and is informational in nature only. For any medical advice or information, please talk to your doctor or primary care physician. All right, let's get on with the show. Hi guys, welcome back after a very long hiatus. I have just been so busy. First I was writing a cookbook, then I was editing the cookbook, and then after it was published I had to catch up on everything that I had been putting aside since starting the cookbook. So really after a year of cookbook related activities I am back and recording podcasts and ready to jump into action. So This week, or today really, I'm kind of starting a new series on the podcast, and that is FAQ Fridays, which is Frequently Asked Question Fridays. And today's question is going to be all about kombucha. So really, can you drink kombucha on a ketogenic diet? For those of you that do not know, kombucha is a fermented tea drink. It's pretty much made by taking tea adding sugar, and then adding a kombucha starter. You can even do this in your own kitchen, actually. You just basically just Google, how do I make kombucha at home? It's those steps, but you'll be given, if you Google it, there's tons of recipes out there that show you the exact measurements and how to sterilize all your equipment so that you only uh, ferment the things you want to ferment and you don't get some weird experiment. But that's what kombucha is in a nutshell. It is a fermented tea drink. And people drink kombucha for the purported health benefits. And those range from simple things like the fact that kombucha is fermented, so there are probiotics in kombucha, all the way down to kombucha has been shown to be protective against diabetes and to lower markers of heart disease, which are really crazy things that I would never have guessed. But there is actual scientific evidence and studies to back this up, and I will link them in the show notes. Kombucha also contains a lot of antioxidants and other polyphenols owing to the fact that it is fermented from tea, which contains those compounds. So it's a pretty health forward beverage, we'll say. The question of whether or not kombucha is keto friendly really comes into play when we talk about sugar. As I mentioned before, kombucha is a fermented beverage and in order for fermentation to occur, you need sugar. So in the case of kombucha, the thing that does the fermenting is called a SCOBY. It is a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. And basically what happens is if you make tea from scratch, so you start it with some kombucha starter, eventually you'll notice this film forming on the top of your kombucha. And that film will just thicken and grow into this kind of slimy, vaguely, I guess, leathery looking, it's fairly durable looking um, mass. And that mass is called a SCOBY. And that is basically just this lump of bacteria and yeast that is stuck together that drives this fermentation process via the sugar to create this drink. And when actually fun story, side note, super side note, when you make kombucha, you you end up with so many of these scobies because... Once you've made kombucha the first time, you take the SCOBY and you add it to your tea and your sugar beverage, and that's how you continually get kombucha. That's how you keep fermenting it. But every time you do this, another SCOBY grows on top of what you already have. So you basically just keep getting scobies and they just pile up around you and you don't know what to do with them. But I know friends who have taken these scobies after they've piled up and marinated them and then dehydrated them to make jerky, which is kind of fun. But anyway, back to the sugar. As I mentioned before, kombucha is a fermented product and therefore sugar is, to use a turn of phrase, a necessary evil. You can't just make kombucha with stevia or with sucralose. Unfortunately, if you tried that, nothing would happen. So the idea with kombucha isn't to eliminate the sugar, but rather to minimize how much sugar we consume when drinking kombucha. And this can be done in a couple of ways. The, my favorite way, the easiest way really is to just purchase kombucha that is pretty low in sugar. Now, when you look at most labels, you'll see it starts around six to eight grams. That's on the low end of the scale for kombucha. And you might be thinking six to eight grams of sugar is an insane amount to drink if you're trying to stay in ketosis. And you would not be wrong. However, it's important to note that the amount of sugar listed on the label for kombucha is the amount that was added in pre-fermentation. So this is the raw sugar that was added in before it was fermented by the SCOBY. So this number does not reflect the actual amount of, com- of sugar that is in the kombucha, but it's really hard to tell what that actual amount is. So I like to err on the side of caution and sort of just track my sugar as if it were the full amount which is why I like to buy the brands of kombucha that are in that six to eight grams per eight ounce range. Now reading labels is really important here because a lot of companies add in additional sweetener or fruit juice at the end of that first fermentation and do a secondary fermentation, which does get out some of the additional sugar, but not a lot. So you end up with these beverages that can have 16 grams of sugar or 20 grams of sugar per eight ounces because a lot of juice has been added. And those are the ones that I avoid because that's a lot of sugar, even if you take into account that not all of that sugar exists in the drink. The second way I like to reduce the amount of sugar in kombucha is just by drinking less of it, which sounds really straightforward and you're probably thinking, why did I just listen to this whole podcast to hear that? But hear me out. I like to not water down, but I like to dilute my kombucha with seltzer water. So I'll pour around two to three ounces of the lower sugar kombucha into a jar or glass, and then on top of that, add eight to 10 ounces of seltzer water. And what ends up happening is you have a nice full glass of a kombucha flavored, bubbly, tangy drink that has these probiotic cultures that has all the antioxidants and the polyphenols that are in kombucha, but only contains around two to three grams of sugar pre-fermentation values, which is probably closer to one to two grams of sugar total. Again, it's nothing mind blowing, but it is a way that you can enjoy kombucha and that you can drink a full, I guess, amount of it. No one, drinking two ounces of anything is, it never feels satisfying, but drinking eight ounces of something with slightly less flavor does actually still feel pretty refreshing. So that's my trick. That's what I do. And even if you don't do this and you just choose to drink three ounces of kombucha or four ounces of kombucha plain, you're still not really getting all that much sugar and you are getting probiotics and you are getting these polyphenols and these antioxidants. So it's definitely worth exploring if you're a kombucha person and you thought you had to give it up for a ketogenic diet. So that was it. That was my kombucha spiel. If you would like to learn more about the benefits of kombucha or read any of the studies that I vaguely mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, you can check out the show notes at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope that you found it at least a little bit helpful. If you have a question that you would like answered, please feel free to email me at liz at or check me out on social media at healthygamergirl on Instagram and Twitter or just go to healthygamergirl.com and leave me a comment in the show notes with your question. I would love to hear from you. You guys seriously make my day each and every day. I love getting messages. I love getting questions. I love chatting with all of you. It's awesome. So keep those messages coming and we can all discover more about keto together. I'd love to say see you next week, but who knows when I'll record another podcast. So I hope you have a wonderful day or week or month, whatever, and I will see you soon.